So I've got a question right now, like, is Lincoln gonna try to get revenge? Is he here for Becca? Is he full of love? Is he looking for love? Is he, what's, what's really going on? He's showing ingenuity. Welcome to Bachelorette Party. I'm Juliette Littman. The Bachelorette cast, they didn't know it, but they were going to be inspired by the beef between Drake and Pusha T because it was a week of beefs for Becca and her dudes. We're going to get into it. I am joined today by Ringer staff writer Alyssa Bereznak. Hi, Alyssa. Hello. Welcome. This is your first Bachelorette Party appearance, I think. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so glad you're here. You wrote about the problem with Garage we're going to talk about in a little bit. Very problematic. Very problem. You're problematic, not so fave. Just problematic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and this was a good episode, actually. Did you think this was a good episode? Yeah, I would concur that it was like an excellent episode. So many uh, juicy subplots and yeah. really good Becca metallic wear, which we can get into later. <laughs> Let's start with the villains and the beefs, because that's that's what's exciting. I thought that Lincoln, who we met on the after show, he's just been discussed a lot. Um, I thought he was going to be like the big villain of the episode, but I would say he's the third most important villain so far. Right. I mean, it, it was sort of like a Simpsons episode where it was like misdirection. Yes. Like you think it's about something, but it's not. It's not about Lincoln at all. I mean, Lincoln. So let's talk about what Lincoln did. Yeah. He cheated. He did. So the well, the first group date, the first date of the season. Not romantically. Yeah. yeah. Well, that we know of. <laughs> the first date of the season was similar to the like dad relay they had last year with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. They brought Rachel Lindsay and Brian Absolo, her um, fiance that she met on the show last season. They brought them in to, like, judge the guys. And it was really good spawn con because what happened was Becca brings them to Saddle Rock Ranch, which is, like, a nice space where our colleague Kevin Clark just got married in, Mal- in Malibu. Yeah, congrats <laughs> to Kevin. Um, and this was, like, a date clearly sponsored by the Black Tux, which this is a podcast yes. largely sponsored by products that women use. The Black Tux is, like, a really popular sponsor for male-focused podcasts. And uh, I think they're also, like, based in L.A., actually. And anyway, they... Um, Becca it's like wait, awaits them wearing a white gown, and then they all put on these tuxes. And for some reason, they decided it was like a good idea to like have them look like grooms and then participate in like a really dirty <laughs> relay race. It was kind yeah. of weird. It was well, the, the whole idea was that at the end of the relay, Becca was standing there ready for them to propose. So it, I kind of got the wedding thing, but it was also just kind of a waste of a bunch of good Texas. It, it really was. <laughs> I was kind of bummed out about it. Also, not really good, like, gear for doing a physical challenge. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get the ambulance scene in that one. I know, I know. <laughs> so they do a bunch of um, challenges that have nothing to do with being a groom. and They were metaphorical in some ways. Jordan seemed to really understand the metaphors. I didn't so much. <laughs> Jordan is such a piece of work. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about him in a minute. But so it comes down to David, the chicken guy, yes. and Lincoln in the final, like, slip and slide, basically. And Lincoln has a slight edge go or he actually didn't have an edge going into it but he, or I don't I can't even keep track So he was like in an ice cold bucket yes because they all had to stand in an ice cold bucket It's like an ice bath and they had these like individual timers that where they were like timing how long they were in it mm-hmm. and uh, there was an accusation <laughs> that he went, like, he just, like... He got out sooner than yeah. he was supposed to. Yeah. So that gave him a leg up. And exactly. Then, and then he ended up winning. The final part of this relay was, like, a slip and slide, and he had just had, like, a good dive, basically. Yeah, he, and he also apparently sort of pushed he David. Bu- yeah, he bumped David. So yeah. he, 
He's a kind of dirty play. It was a dirty play, <laughs> but I kind of like it. All's fair in, in love in the Bachelorette, you know. And so then, villain. And so then he becomes like our first villain, basically. Yeah. But as a result of him winning, he gets a framed photo of him and Becca. He's so proud of the photo. So proud. I I don't own a single frame photo that I've ever been that proud yeah, of. Yeah, he was like kissing it. He was talking to it. It was it was like he's definitely really weird. Definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, we all know the rumors. Yeah, but even just his behavior on the show, like he then starts like showing off the picture, and the other guys get really mad. And so then then while David has been his initial like foe, it becomes Connor. Yes, because Connor breaks the picture and throws it into the pool. <laughs> that was such an amazing moment. <laughs> it's just like incredibly childish and these guys didn't seem that drunk. No, they weren't drunk at all. They were just being immature. Yeah. And so okay, fault to Lincoln because he was like bragging and clearly being obnoxious to try and upset the guys. Yes. He kept like standing the photo on the coffee table and they kept being like don't show that to us and he was like what? It's mine. It was just like such a toddler yeah. argument. Um, but then, like, Connor didn't have to throw it in the pool. Like, they could have just all chilled. I don't know. The end conclusion to this. Yes. <laughs> the next day was, you can't touch another man's property. Yes. Oh, let's <laughs> roll that clip. Last night was intense. I do feel bad because when I did walk in the kitchen the first thing, I, to be honest with you, I was laughing. I was like, it's a fucking photo. But I, I saw, like, the way you looked at that photo. And it changed everything. You don't touch another man's property. property. Is that still, like something that everyone knows about? I've never heard that, Is that phrase an before. Adage, you don't touch another man's property. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get that, and it, but it, like all the men seemed to just like, really understand it and like sort of grunt, yes, like oh yeah, you can't touch another man's property. I thought the conclusion would have been like we both acted immaturely, like let's forget this and move on. But it was very guyish to just be like, yeah, man's property, man's property, <laughs> and it, it just seemed like it was a line for the cameras or something. Yeah. I wonder if that was fed to him or if he said it off camera at a previous time and they're like, can you repeat that or something like that? Yeah. Because it was, it was so staged. And you didn't see anyone actually say it in the scene. Yeah. yeah. Which is called a Frankenbite when mm. someone's like, someone, when they, when it's easily like put over B roll footage or whatever. Learn so something new every day. I know. It definitely seemed possible. That's the kind of thing that, uh, I actually don't know if it's called a Frankenbite, but I just call it that. Whatever. That's a genius uh, term for it. I, you I, should coin that. I'm sure I picked it up somewhere. I, I don't. I don't want to take credit, <laughs> but I bet he said that and like off camera, and the producers like, let's run that back and like, 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 let's use it or something. And then Becca gets really um, frazzled by this whole situation because Lincoln tattles to her. He goes to her and he's like, I need a new picture, and she's like, Why is that? And then she gets really upset. It's like too much drama for her for night one. Well, I loved her initial reaction to that because she was like, okay, take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> because Lincoln <laughs> seemed really upset that he lost his prize photo. And then uh, she is like, oh, God, like I have to deal with this dumb drama. It's just like really immature. Yeah. She did. She was not there for it. Although I don't really know what she was expecting. I don't know. Giving out like a um, a gift like that on the date without it without it going to everyone is just some sort of weird like I, it just seems like bad juju. I don't I know. I mean maybe it was like the producers knew that would happen or I mean it's it's kind of a genius prop idea. Sure. <laughs> Usually they do the kind of like fake wedding type of date for the men. I don't remember the women doing it, but like they in the past they've like had women put on um white gowns and yeah, they do did that photo, photo shoot, shoot like yeah. with a next season with mm-hmm. Corinne. I think that's when he made her like hold her boobs or something. Yeah, she like took off her top like, in yeah, the pool yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, every, and everyone flipped out. This was the, the kind of like that equivalent to that basically. For sure. And yeah. 
kind of more fun with men fighting with each other than women. I had a great time watching. Maybe it. just because we are women, we feel that way. <laughs> but I did. I did think it was like. I was like, okay. The only thing is it made me worried for Becca because I don't know about some of these guys. Yeah, and well, and the way she handled it was she was to Connor. That's who broke the frame, right? Yes. She was just like, I can't deal with this right now. Like, it's so dumb that you brought this up. Like, I can't take time to get to know you tonight. And, like, I think she kept him maybe because she had to um, or maybe she just was like, I'm going to give you another chance. But, like, by the next, by the final rose ceremony pre-cocktail party, they had seemed to make up because he had, like, come and apologized for it. Yeah, which I, I did like. I was like, okay, that's good. He yeah, can, he had his can, own frame where he threw his picture yeah, on. That was cute. Pool. That was cute. The, the prop department's working overtime on this season <laughs> so far. <laughs> also, I like how—we'll talk more about David in a little bit, but David— was kept referring to himself as like the chicken guy. And I liked that his stunt like carried over from night one. He's like, yeah, I'm the chicken guy. That's how everyone's <laughs> going to remember me. It's smart branding. It's really smart branding. It's like you don't get a hashtag on here. It's That's not showing up beneath your name. So, I mean, I have to frequently go back to the bio, bio page. And it's like, I know David. He's the chicken guy. Totally. He also looks a little bit different. There's a lot of guys with very – I thought like Alex and Garrett looked very similar. And then, spoiler alert, Alex gets voted off. And I was like, wait, is that Garrett? And I, I went back to check. Oh, you had to check if well, that was Garrett? I, I knew it wasn't, but I was just like, they just looked very similar that, Alex me. is the boat guy, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, was, that was my branding <laughs> What <for> a him. <laughs> loss. <laughs> so, so devastating. All you want in a mate is some of the boat yeah. take, take you out. Did she even know that? Like, Becca didn't Probably have all not. the info. <laughs> she, she truly, truly does not. I also, do you think that she likes Lincoln or thinks that he is um, kind of a snake? So... She was receiving him well, but I think Lincoln made the classic mistake of, um, p- like, past really um, sort of, like, egotistical participants where, mm-hmm. like, when he was with her, he was like, you're so great, and you bring out the best in me. And then, like, she didn't get to tell him anything about herself. She asked no a really important question. She was like, what does it mean that it's the best, that I'm bringing out the best in you? Which I thought was, like, cool, Becca. Yeah. Good for you. She knows what she's doing. She's treated like a job interview, kind of. And his, I loved it. And his answer was, like, totally fine and standard. He was like, but I'm so comfortable and, like, opening up and yeah, whatever. Bottom line is, the conversation was about him, which is always the fatal flaw. You're, yeah. like, supposed to connect with the person, not just, like, give a speech about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> ask some questions. Yeah. Has anyone asked Becca a question about herself yet that we've Great. seen? Uh, I think Blake on the 101, maybe? I like Blake. He's, I mean, he's cute. He's cute. He was a good smashing partner. Oh, definitely. That date was weird. She got Little John. I, we're not ready to go there yet, yes. though. We, sh- we shall. Moving on to our next villain, Colton. Big, a lot of news about Colton. Wow. So Colton dated Allie Raisman, and um, that has been out for a while. She's the she's the gymnast, obviously. Yeah. And uh, he starts by saying, I need to tell um, Becca something and I don't know how it's going to go and I was like oh is this going to be an Allie Raisman reveal yeah way juicier that I surprised was not more heavily discussed at casting he dated Tia from last season our fave our fave I really like Tia um, this is a lot of exes for an alleged virgin I know <laughs> Maybe that's why they broke up. Because she was like, what? Wait? Yeah, understandable. No, thank you. Yeah, of course. Becca was not so happy. No, she was not happy about it at all. She was really shaken by it. And if it was like a guy who dated your friend, it'd be one thing. But another friend who's like on television is confusing. Yeah. um, It seemed, I mean, like to me, I immediately thought, 
he was in the process of applying to the show and also dating Tia. And then when he found out he was going to be on the show, he was probably like, oh, can't go there. That was my assumption. And I'm sure that was Becca's assumption, too. Yeah. And also the timeline is kind of confusing um, because I'm not sure when they dated. Uh, but I think it I think it happened in between the time of Tia being on TV and then Becca season starting. Mm-hmm. So that means it was sometime in between um, November 2017 and March 2018. So short window and it's recent. So that's just kind of that's kind of weird. And in the preview for the next episode, we see that Tia is going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really, really stressful for everyone involved. I know. They obviously did that on purpose. Yeah. I think they bring in the friends too soon. I've talked about this before. They need to like pair the, the guys need to be pared down more. So like Becca knows which ones that she should have her friends focus on. Right. And so I don't know. That that's obviously very producer uh created drama. <laughs> I uh, agree. I, I think it's probably not that big of a deal, but if I were Becca, I would be like, maybe I should get rid of him. I think the one thing that's keeping him on is that he is a former football player. She keeps saying I'm really attracted to you. So yeah. she so it's, which is kind of funny because she's the one that she said that to the most, and he's the one who won't have sex. So, <laughs> right, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a real problem. Like if he makes it to the fantasy suites, like what do they do? Just like nothing, hug, hang hug out. Kiss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like in, maybe they they don't always have sex, but like that. If she keeps saying, "I'm so attracted to you," so you you know, obviously, we just want to like bone. Yeah, that's see what how he has goes. going for yeah, him. Yeah, that's in her eyes. That's what's keeping him around. Yeah, absolutely, and he does stick around. Obviously, in, in, for the Tia date that happens yeah. next week, um, and Tia and Tia was like part of the gaggle of gals at the after the final rose that were really supportive of her. Like they are, they are close. I think. Yeah. Plus, they both went far. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's probably still friends. I think Becca is probably yeah. just like, this is stressful for me. I don't know what to think about it. It does suck. I wonder, I'm curious to see what Tia says to her. Yeah, me too. If she like apologizes or if she's just like, it wasn't a thing. We didn't have sex yeah. because he's a virgin. <laughs> what did you think about Garrett being the one that he's like narrating this to? Because Garrett's the one who like asks him the questions and he's like, Colton's like confiding in him before he tells Becca. I thought it was, it felt really staged to me. Like, I don't know. Like, Garrett obviously has become a main character already. So he was like, I will play this role of, like, poking this drama and, like, like, you know, pushing it further. And to me, I was just like, you don't really seem that, like, concerned or an actual friend. No. (laughs) You can tell when they're actually getting along in their buds. But, like, these two were just, like, men inserted in a room to have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah, and he they probably supplied him with the questions. Again, I wonder, like, if that's something that happened off camera. And then they're like, oh, we need this. Let's let's do it on on the show or or something like that. If I were Colton, I would have waited longer. Maybe he knew that Tia was coming next week or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure a producer probably tipped him off or something. Yeah, because that's that's soon to reveal who your ex is. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, in a really vulnerable state. Like, he could have just been eliminated because Becca was upset. She eliminated the guy from her hometown. Yeah, I know. She's tough. I like it. She takes yeah. She's taking it really seriously. I Yeah, I agree. She's been so good. Um, I could do without the fake eyelashes. Oh <laughs> fake eyelashes are, like, the new hair extensions. I agree. How do they take over reality TV so quickly? <laughs> also, I've never really worn them, so I don't like know what they're like. Uh, I've had to wear them a couple times. Like when I worked at Yahoo, they would put me on TV every mm. once in a while, and they would give me fake eyelashes, and you look like a completely different person. You look almost unrecognizable with fake eyelashes. I just feel like if you have nice eyes, they overshadow your eyes. Though I know the point is they're supposed to like bring them out, but I feel like they end up looking so heavy you can't see the person's eyes. It's distracting. It's just like so much action. It happening really is. The eye. <laughs> I don't really get it. 
Like I don't I don't think that it makes Becca look better. I think she's she styles herself better than she is styled by the show. She looked really I did not like the bright red lipstick and like really shiny straight ha- flat ironed hair for one yeah. of the group date cocktail parties. It didn't look like her. No, it didn't. And she's really pretty. Like made her look too severe. She needs like softer makeup and softer right. hair than Are that. Are you talking about the one where she had like the orange jumpsuit as well? Yeah, I think so. She's that was all weird. in on the jumpsuit. I mean, like, I'm fine with her wearing a jumpsuit, but the color was off to me. I don't yeah. know. Orange is not her best color. Mm. I think she she's fucking hard on the metallics, no pun intended. Oh, my God. <laughs> she wears the shiny silver shorts for the dodgeball That was date. overkill. That, that was the moment when I was like, a stylist has a plan. A stylist has a vision somewhere. And yeah. She wears, Becca has no control. <laughs> she has the navy sequin dress at, at one point as yeah. well. She was showing a lot of cleavage, which I was kind of, I thought was a good look for her, yeah. actually, because she's so, like, slender. Na- yeah. And, yeah. Naturally thin, obviously. Yeah. She, just the metallics, though, is, like, really intense. I agree. I think it's a little bit overkill. What's wrong with, like, a nice black dress? I know. <laughs> why, why does the bachelorette wardrobe department, like, insist on making this as extra as possible? <laughs> I don't really get it. I'm not sure, like, what image they're trying to give her because she already had, like, such a good one and people liked her. I don't know. I I think that they got to go back to the, like, the one shoulder look for her. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, neither Colton nor Lincoln were the villain of the week, though. Villain of the week and probably of the season. So, without a doubt, Jordan. He is (laughs) unbelievable. Uh I, he, he this gave, dude. <laughs> he gave, like, some ridiculous advice about how to dress. He uh, undressed completely, and he just is so quotable, but it's it's completely, completely ridiculous. So he also feuded with David. Maybe a red flag about David that he's, like, involved in the fights with both Jordan and um, uh, Lincoln. It's like a classic amateur move. Like, don't get sucked into it. I know. You got to be above it. Yeah. You don't want to be the right reasons guy, like the one who, like, narks out your other fellow competitors. It's just, it's like a guarantee to be sent home. I don't get why he's I doing know. that. Implicating yourself in the drama is just never, ever a good idea. Um, I don't even know where to begin. What was your favorite Jordan moment? Or what was your most, hurt? like, you're like, oh, my God, this guy. Oh, my God. Hashtag this guy. <laughs> just, just, like, everything he said didn't make sense. Uh, I think, like, one of the ones that I was like, this person makes up a lot of stuff in their head was, he said, TikTok, let's make it rock. Oh, my God. What, so what is that from? So, so good. <laughs> like, he just came up with that. Um, and also, he just, like, had a lot of thoughts about, like, how his face is his professionality. Like, a lot of stuff attached to, like, his own image and how important that is. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he's just an insane person. He totally is. He also has been making up a lot of words. Um he was saying professionality in, in the week, the scenes for next week. And this week, he used the word ingenuinity. I think that's what he said. <laughs> it was like di- in an argument with David. I yes. Think. He yeah. met, he meant disingenuous, but he said ingenuinity. And it was really <laughs> dumb. Um, and then he says just the most ridiculous thing, which is at the final cocktail party, he derobes. And he says, the way to make a woman feel feel comfortable <laughs> is by having her be next to like a naked body or something like that. That's like the way to make her feel like at ease or whatever, right. which is the a- absolute opposite. It makes me think he's never been naked with a woman before. Like one step further and like that's a sex offender move. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sorry. That's not how maybe, you make a person comfortable. Maybe naked with, with a woman who actually wanted you to be naked. Right. <laughs> like there was no consent or something. I, it, that's a great, a great point. It was so weird. He was like, 
I'm going to make her comfortable by taking off all my clothes. And he's wearing like really like small boxer briefs or whatever. And then he keeps his shoes on, which I found to be so disturbing. It's like, why aren't you taking your shoes off? Are you so proud they make noise that you have to have them on it every second? And like, do you think that's like funny? Was that part of like a gag? Did he think that's hot? I don't think he ever puts himself in position to look bad. So I think he like physically like not like, oh, that's a bad look. But like, honestly, like he considers himself like a very serious model. So I was assuming he thought that was like, hot to like keep your shoes on yeah but it was so awkward I mean the whole thing was awkward to begin with and that was just dumb yeah I mean I had to go look at his Instagram afterwards what'd you find out it's like every caption is either like a Kendrick Lamar lyric or like something like a a subhead of a of a a fashion catalog or something (laughs) like cool and comfortable in fall colors or something like that. Oh my God. He is so, so bad. Um, He is obsessed with being a model. And at one point Jordan or David asked him, are you more than a model? (laughs) Is there anything else to you? No, (laughs) no, I don't think he also like thinks there's any need to be anything more than a model. I think he's pretty proud of what he's done so far (laughs) in his life. And then instead of putting um, uh, his clothes back on, he wears like, a furry blanket as like a shawl. It's like a Jon Snow like fur kind I of I like that look better than the, just the briefs. Absolutely. <laughs> and then she gives him a rose and he's like put it between the cleavage. Like he he's just really genuinely into himself. I don't think this is an act. You know when you when you're on camera you turn yourself up like to one, like 110% of who you are or whatever. But I think this is just mostly him. Yeah, I agree. And just the way that he speaks to the camera and he speaks to everyone else, the logic makes sense to him. Like, in his world, like, all of it is kosher and good and, um, like, the right thing to do. So, you know, live your truth, Jordan. I guess so. But please keep your clothes on while doing it. <laughs> he's pre- he's pretty unbelievable. And his on his Instagram, he also kind of looks different to me. Like, he... His, his stature looks a little bit bigger or something. It might be like the Photoshop. <laughs> Maybe. You're saying he might know how to manipulate pictures of himself? What? <laughs> um, I feel like he's like the exact model you would use for Tommy Bahama or something. Oh, totally. <laughs> Even Tommy Hilfiger at this point, I can yeah. see him being in those ads too. He also um, won't admit to like being into himself or wanting attention. In fact, he says, I wore my underwear, bro. That's not me trying to get attention. (laughs) I don't think he understands what it means to be naked or to be nearly nude. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's a never nude. Maybe. He might be a never nude. (laughs) We've got one on The Bachelor, finally, after all these seasons. Let's get him some jean shorts and see what happens. (laughs) He's just like, He's too much. I, yeah. I'm not really a fan of his. I mean, he clearly had Obviously. to stay on because he's entertaining and there's good beefs quote. he needs to, you know. Really good quote. Yeah. Uh, I wonder I wonder when she'll get sick of him. I predict he goes on a two-on-one and goes home that way. Yeah. Becca, her reactions to him were sort of just like like vague entertainment. You can tell <laughs> that she's getting him in such small doses because she's not horrified. Yeah. And like if you spent more than like two minutes with him, you'd probably be like, okay, you've got to go. Yeah. I think she thinks he's just being silly like for attention as opposed to like that's actually him and yeah. there's going to be a moment when she's like oh wait <laughs> it seems like she wants to be amused like she likes the guys who are keeping her entertained like that she's having fun with like yeah she's, she just went through a breakup like she wants to keep it light yeah it's like dance for me clown <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I think one of the reasons she gets so upset about all the conflict this week is because she doesn't doesn't want to deal with more conflict after coming off the Ari stuff yeah and at the very least Jordan wasn't starting anything that's true and again, I think she got, like, no one-on-one time with him. Right. So that she didn't have to worry about, 
or wasn't wasn't subjected to his like crazy like sayings and um, his advice from people. Yeah, and I mean like he is like vaguely attractive if you don't know sure. his personality. You don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know anything about him, and he keeps his mouth shut and he keeps his clothes on. Didn't date Not Tia. Bad. It's true. Didn't date Tia. Ultimately, he's the ultimate like wrong reasons guy though. He's clearly there for the fame and in one in a minute. Yes, I definitely. Mean, a lot of them seem like they are though. On his Instagram story, it was just like store like screenshot after screenshot of things people had written about him in the most recent episode. Oh, so he's he's salty and keeping track. Yeah. Um, I also think that he. I mean, I guess I'll just go to paradise like right away. Just that like for don't sure. even go home, dude. Just go straight to Mexico. We'll be healthy out. for his tan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly the way the way he wants to be. <laughs> I can't stand him. Um, I want to talk more about Becca and just sort of how she's doing as the Bachelorette. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Ben and Jerry's. Summer is fast approaching, which means that we'll all be searching for ways to stay cool. Perfect timing because Ben & Jerry's has a new line of frozen novelties called Pint Slices. Everyone knows Ben & Jerry's for their delicious ice cream and a wide range of iconic flavors. With huge chunks and swirls surrounded by Ben & Jerry's legendary ice cream and enrobed in chocolate coating, Pint Slices are everything you love about your favorite pint of Ben & Jerry's sliced. Available in seven iconic flavors, including the Tonight Dough, Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough, Cherry Garcia, and Americone Dream, one slice gives you all of Ben & Jerry's. Plus, their convenient handheld format makes them a great on-the-go snack. Whether you are poolside or cruising along the coast, no spoon, no problem. I love Ben & Jerry's. I know that I'll be having American Cone Dream and Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough all summer long. Maybe even at the beach with that great slice of ice cream just between my fingers. I can taste it now. It's going to be great. If you want the same experience, find these Ben & Jerry's Pint Slices. It's Ben & Jerry's any way you slice it. Find out where to buy or get them delivered at BenJerry.com. That's BenJerry.com. Today's episode is also sponsored by Everlywell. Let's be real. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible, not to mention figuring out how much it'll cost or what your results mean. But now it's easy to order the tests you want at everlywell.com. Everlywell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of tests from food sensitivity, which measures your sensitivity to 96 different foods that may be causing discomfort, to metabolism, to an at-home STD test. Yep, you can test for STDs all at home. Each test is physician-reviewed, private, simple, and processed through a certified lab. All you have to do is head to everlywell.com, choose your tests, and they'll be shipped directly to your doorstep. Once you collect your sample and send it back to Everlywell's certified lab partner, you'll get your doctor-reviewed, easy-to-read results online in just days. Everlywell is so convenient. No more sitting in waiting rooms, no more mystery bill, and no more waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use promo code BACHELOR to take 15% off your first order. That's everlywell.com, promo code BACHELOR for 15% off your first order. Take control of your health today with Everlywell's at-home health tests, your tests on your time and on your terms. Okay, Alyssa, how are you feeling about Becca in general as our bachelorette? I like her. You do? I think she's doing a good job. She is asking hard questions, as we mentioned before. Yes. Um, She's enjoying the challenges. Uh, Like, she smashed a bunch of memories of her and Ari. Um, The fact that the show brought that up in the first place might have not been her favorite thing, but she, like, went with it. (laughs) I feel like that's not fair. Yeah. So it's also like a big change. Like when they used to do the real world and they would go season to season, they would edit out any mention of like previous 
um, seasons. Like, it would try to be, like, a small contained thing. And reality TV has changed so much, obviously, that, like, every show is, like, kind of, like, its own snow globe. And yeah, like, continued narrative. Yeah, and, of course, the, the show has leaned into, like, the whole Bachelor Nation idea. And they don't just treat it, like, one-to-one-to-one. But I feel like it, when you're trying to start, like, on a new relationship, like, you want to be able to tell Blake in this in this case who about like your exes and then she's like not given the opportunity to do that and like of course everyone watched it unfold on tv anyway yeah but it's like there's so much carryover from her her heartbreak into the beginning of this season and that i think that kind of sucks for her yeah the first scene of the first episode was her crying from the breakup on on her bed god and then like all the men brought like cardboard cutouts of ari like he's still very much a character in the show so to like yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah it kind of sucks for her it so Especially, I thought, the part of the smashing thing that I thought went overboard. One, the actual couch from the breakup. It's like, oh, my God, really? You guys transported the couch that you planted there so you could film the breakup? Like, Craven. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And also, uh, it was recent. Like, that probably was like 10 days after. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was like three months later, two months later. Right. So, like, they preserved the, like, couch? I know. Did they get it out of, like, the presumably the Airbnb? They bought it from the Airbnb. Or was it just, like, a duplicate or something like that? <laughs> right. I was very suspicious about the couch. And then the, um, like, multiple monitors where yeah. Ari was proposing to her. Yeah, that's like, rough. that would have really set off emotions for me. Yeah, I know. Like, she talked about being triggered and at some point about, like, things that made her upset or things that made her cry. And, like, how that is not one of them is really bizarre. Like, I would just... Would have been uncomfortable. Also, like, watching myself on TV with this guy that she definitely seems really into. Yeah. She definitely into Blake. So, just to be clear, their date was they went to, like, a warehouse and they just smashed all this shit that was related to yeah. her, her and Ari. It's a type of business, too. You can go and smash things. Is that? There was one in San Diego when really? I went to school there. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Interesting. So, it's, like, a place to take out your aggression. Yeah, they don't actually, like, specialize it for your exes. But it's, like, you know, um, like glassware and stuff I've never heard of that it's really fun oh cool she should have gone with Colton I'm sure he's got aggression if he's not having sex it's <laughs> <laughs> just like so much pent up sexual yes. energy yes <laughs> he needs to let out um, Blake got the date though and they put on these like coveralls like a jumpsuit basically first of all Blake called it a onesie like I don't think he knows the word jumpsuit <laughs> which I kind of thought was funny but also I'm just like are you are you dumb or did you just forget the word on the spot I don't know I thought it was weird yeah my favorite part of that was they styled buckets. yes <laughs> I was gonna bring that up they gave her like a belt to show off a defined waist and they rolled up the the um, legs to like show off her ankles and I was like did she get like a what not to wear makeover it did was you, really funny did you ever watch that show yes because they always really talk about have a defined waist to give yourself like a nice shape or whatever and I was like whoever did this styling is a Stacey and Clinton acolyte I was really impressed it was like she looked great yeah she she did look good and it seemed like they had a nice date I he's definitely definitely a front runner to me based on last week when she said that when he said that like he knows he has so much to give and she empathized and traditionally on the show getting the first one-on-one is pretty meaningful yeah I mean the story he told her on like their dinner after the smashing was that he had told a girl that he loved her and then the girl, like, broke up with him. Yeah, so this is actually kind of a, a good 21st clear. century story, which is he was really into this girl and then they, they were back at her apartment and she was in the bathroom and he was in her bedroom and the phone was nearby and I guess she doesn't have a preview turned off on her text messages. So dumb. Rookie mistake. People who allow... <laughs> it's, I actually find it to be mostly married people who are like, well, I have nothing to hide. But when you allow the preview of the message to show on the lock screen... 
just always a bad idea. Can't, you got to turn that off, people. Because in Blake's case, his ex did not turn off the preview, and so he saw her friends texting her, like, asking if she'd broken up with him yet. That's a it's really brutal. shitty way to find out you're about to be dumped. It's really brutal. I know. I, re- I felt bad for him. I think he's cute, and I also think he's, like, attainable cute. Like, he's yes. he looks like someone you could see at a bar, but he's actually, like, much more handsome than most of the population. And that's usually a key to success on the show. Definitely. I agree. And he's also, like, uh, emotionally forthcoming. I know. I, I actually really like him. He's definitely my favorite. I think he's cute. Really? He's your favorite yeah. so far. I like the, his color blocking sweatshirt, Leo? too. I like <laughs> Leo and Blake are just like, they don't even exist in the same world. Yeah, true. Like, fair, they're, fair, fair, they're fair. just such different humans. But I thought Blake was wearing a great color blocking sweatshirt. Yeah. And I don't know. He just seems like very kind. He was also so along for the ride. He was like, I don't know what we're doing today, yeah. but I'm just so happy to be here. And yeah. that's the right attitude to have. He is really emotionally forthcoming. That's a good point. He was talking about how he was like really nervous and it, then he was feeling better. And I think you have to do that to be on the show. Normally, it's better better to win someone over by being emotionally withholding until, they, until you break them. But on this show. That's a better strategy on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I.E. Lauren. Yeah. Don't speak a word and force them to wonder how special you are, basically. Right. Um, definitely the best, the best Becca we got, I thought, was when she was with Blake, which is also, like, one of the reasons I like him. Yeah. She seemed comfortable with him. Definitely. They went to Warwick for the dinner portion of their of their uh, one-on-one. Trendy. And it's a club which has like two gigantic, at least the last time I was there, probably has changed. I haven't been there in years. It has these two gigantic portraits of naked women. Like they're gigantic, like floor to ceiling and the ceilings are very high. And one of them was Emily Rajakowski. <laughs> so I noticed they took those down. I yeah, that was not in the They're gone shop. all the time or whatever. But that was like, a, that's a weird place to have a one-on-one. I mean, I kind of get it. It's like an open space. And like, I guess like a club is good for that. But... It was empty completely. Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. like a club. It wasn't like they went to, like, bottle service together. <laughs> that would be a hilarious date. That though. would be funny if they just, like, sent them out <laughs> to, like, like, the Sunset club. Strip. Yeah. And be like, so guys, see how it goes for you. It's like, oomph, oomph, oomph. Yeah. I bet back is fun to go out with. Yeah, totally. Um, are Metallics. You a- <laughs> yeah, she would blend right in. Are you a Blake fan? I love Blake. I'm gunning for him. I think that he's he did a great job on this date, and— uh, I think the the main challenge now is that he got the storied first one-on-one and now he has to wait and like see if there's more connection because time will pass and she'll forget about him. I know. And he's, he'll probably take a back seat as, as there's more drama. Yeah. Basically. Oh man. There are also some other interesting locations in addition to Saddle Rock Ranch and Warwick. One of the um, hotel, one of the, uh, cocktail parties I think it was the second group date was at the Four Seasons in Westlake Village which is in the Valley and also on the property apparently is the um, the the California Longevity Institute I believe that's the name of it California Health and Longevity thank you (laughs) and it's basically just like a spa that like that is I was checking it out that like pedals expensive packages to you as like a way of like as like a lifestyle like retreat kind of thing it's the most california bullshit when you sent me the link to this site i was like i want to go there yeah (laughs) i mean they're celebrating global wellness day on june 9th from 8 to 12 and it's like a very important holiday in california (laughs) global wellness day stop what you're doing and take a yoga class and they have like signature retreats but i just was like this is so cheesy they it was also for when they went to warwick they did like a lower third for it they didn't show the sign I guess that's because Warwick probably doesn't have a sign. A lot of clubs don't, but like, I, I don't know why. But um, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're supposed to know what that is if we're not 
like if we're yeah. middle America people. No, no one would know unless like you go to Warwick and I'm embarrassed that I've been like two times. <laughs> but I, I guess they had they probably had a great time on their own or something. Um let's talk about Garrett. We've been circling around this. Oh, Garrett has a problem. Garrett is a problem. So Garrett did not get a ton of screen time this week. But he's the kind of the top of the Bachelorette conversation for the last week because it came out that he liked several photos that were um, anti-immigrant, pro-Tommy Laren, and just sort of aligning himself with several um, right-wing causes. And Becca, as you wrote, Alyssa, has proven to, in the past has been um, a feminist and uh, Hillary Clinton supporter. Went to the Women's March. Went to the Women's March and... Um, I think he liked a picture making fun of feminists at one point. Yeah, when it was like showing like what a conservative woman looked like and what yeah. a fe- like a left wing feminist looked like, and yeah. you tough. know, you know, it's very tough. And this came out from social media because someone who followed him like went to this account and saw that he had liked all of them. Um, and you, uh, you, you wrote about this for the site this week. I did. I argued that because we now in the modern dating world have to do our due diligence about the yeah. people we date and see what their online personas are about and make sure they're not conspiracy theorists that the bachelor and bachelorette should be afforded the same luxury they really should <laughs> they should integrate it into a different in somehow like, yeah you suggested having it be like a part of like a i think the final four right before hometowns yeah um like a segment called like social media station yeah <laughs> They could, and, they could get sponsored by like Twitter or something. Totally. Yeah, they could get some good sponsors for yeah. this. Um, and I think that it would be like super juicy because the you would see the contestants sort of like learn about who these people are in the real world for the first time. And then that could be combined with them having to confront like issues about their family. Like it would be the reality check date, right. basically. Sort of like what this is. That's the purpose of what the hometown's supposed to be is like what it would be like if we were together and this was my family. And like they should be given more information to actually do that. Exactly. And so now um, this whole week, Becca in interviews has been defending Garrett. Yeah. I, coincidentally, her like her L.A. press week was this week. So she's mm. she's had to talk about it, basically. Yeah. I don't know why she would defend him if he wasn't someone who went far. But yeah. that's another topic for another time. Yeah. Like why she's not distancing herself from it. If if she I mean, maybe one thing is she a doesn't care and B why she's not like opting to distance herself from it, given the opportunity to do so. Right. But the, my whole point is that she's fine to make that decision like if she wanted to choose Garrett in the end even with this knowledge that's fine but she should be given that knowledge because the audience has access to it and the audience judges her really hard <laughs> yeah I also yeah exactly it's sort of like it's almost like the lead has nothing to gain because they're going to be so judged for what they for what they do but she also like she gave some bad quotes like the Hollywood Reporter has one from her that says I can't fault anyone for what they believe and who's to say that anything that anyone likes is truly what they believe in if they just double tap and like okay fine maybe I double tap you just like there's tons of reasons why you like a picture but I can't fault anyone for what they believe I mean that's ridiculous like that is actually the basis of how you decide who to surround yourself with right and it, and who you choose to have in your life does reflect on you and these like Instagram posts that he liked were pretty hateful. Yeah, it's honestly pretty bad. And just, like, dis- disappointing because she seems like such a like a forward-thinking woman and pretty um, – and just really pretty progressive, for, yeah. lack, for lack of a better term. Well, and the way she sort of stood up to the guys on the show and questioned them and 
um, sort of interrogated who they are as as people doesn't seem to be reflected in how she's responding to this. Yeah. So it's incongruent. Yeah. I honestly think that this whole episode suggests to me that whoever she picks, like, it won't, it won't work out. Just mm-hmm. because it doesn't seem like she... It seems like she's kind of, like, um, very workmanlike about in, in some ways. Like, asking the right questions and sort of, like, interrogating them. But only really, like, for the... Like, likes the fun ones. And I don't know. I, I kind of think this is indefensible. If, yeah. If she believes like what she says she does. And not, not to say we know everything about her, but I, get, I I feel like she will not end up with this person too soon after Ari. It's just my take. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's shadowing over her. But The Bachelorette definitely needs to change. The whole franchise needs to change social media rules because it does hurt the pool of people that can be on it because there are so many of like just the looking for fame Instagram people. And then there's also just the, the people who who know that like this will raise their profile even if they're not trying to like sell fab fit fun boxes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> My favorite kind of box. Someone like John, the Venmo guy, it's like he's in the digital space. So there is something for him to be gained by like getting more notoriety on social media. Yeah, I mean, I don't think John needs anything else. I think no. John is super rich. Yes, he, def- <laughs> he definitely, definitely is. The other thing is they also like they need to have rules about when you can go back on social media. Like everyone who's on the show should be prevented from using social from the day filming begins to the day the entire production wraps. So that way you can't tell when someone gets back and when they get voted off. Like, there's so much information out there about how the show works now, and, like, I'm part of that ecosystem. They need to protect against, like, how that how viewers find out, basically. Yeah, and I, I thought, like, oh, there was no way to control it, but you were telling me earlier that, like, they do that with yeah, the Survivor, Survivor contestants. On Survivor, if you get voted off before the merge, they, because the people who make the merge are then on the jury and have to stay to the very end. If you get voted off beforehand, they take you on a trip. So you're kind of just, like, you're out, you're out of the mix for 40 days no matter what if you go on Survivor. Um, the Bachelor needs to do something similar. Like, you can go home, fine, because people don't really, that's yeah, not, it's not as big of a concern. But you can tell who gets voted off the first week by how long they're off, off social media, basically. Yeah, you, you like, do that conspiracy theory board all the yeah. time and come up with those answers. So. Yeah. Or, or make them all go private. So at least it's harder to figure out. Right. Like put it in their contract yeah. that they won't get paid. Because they're they not allowed to talk about the show until they're voted. Like can't, they can't do any press until they're voted off, basically. So like there are some stipulations about being on it. I, I just think they need to be stricter. Yeah. My question is sort of like, would some of the lesser known characters really lose out on their opportunity to gain followers and sort of perpetuate their celebrity image. They would, yes. Yeah. So I think that might be like but sort help. of attention. Sure. But I think it also could be helpful because then you're, you wouldn't get the Jordans necessarily, but. But the producers want the Jordans. Yeah. So the producers <laughs> want the Jordans. They could, I guess, like keep it so they stay. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is, it is real conundrum. And I think your point about like, she should have all the information that you would have when you're dating otherwise. is a really good one. Like, let her meet more friends and let her like see what they're like. Let, just let, it, let her do a, a Google deep dive. Like anyone you're really interested in, like that's what you do. Like it's just part of dating. Definitely. And I I think that like The Bachelor could also do this in a way that makes it not super raw. Yeah. Like they could turn it into sort of like a mediated thing where they like they introduce a friend they want to meet yeah. and it, it could it doesn't have to just be like her typing away in a dark room <laughs> you know what I mean like some hacker scene yeah that would be funny though <laughs> it would be I don't know it would be like an interesting experiment to like watch someone after she 
gets to know them like for a long time, like for you know a very specific way. It's kind of like being shot, shot out of the bubble. It's like after you like are only given certain information, then you're given like all the context or whatever. Yeah, but it's a really relatable thing in everyday life. Of course, absolutely. Anytime like someone's new, uh, someone new comes across like my transom, I Google them. I'm right. a, I'm a quick trigger finger when it comes to <laughs> Google though. Like a, a new name, I'm like okay, I'll Google that. Sure. No probs. Um, unfortunately, I think we'll be having a lot of Garrett because of the reasons you said. Like, she's just really defending him, and it's tough. He has a cute smile, though. I know. I, I'm also just like, do I give him the benefit of the doubt? I don't really know how to reconcile it as a as a viewer of the show. Uh, this is the other thing. He's from Reno, and I, I hate to, like, isolate Reno it's listeners. I mean, but... <laughs> to cities all the time. It's but, fine. like, Reno is kind of known for its, like, really backward politics, and yeah. uh, it's just, like, not a great place. <laughs> sure. It's it's a red county in Cal- in Nevada. Yeah, exactly. In a state that's contested. It's tough. I'm sure there'll be more of this to come. Yeah. Let's talk about people we like. Let's give out our, our final rose of the week. Okay. I think we collectively want to give our rose to Leo. The, I love Leo. The dodgeball the dodgeball man. Oh my I god. I love Leo too. He's funny. He's he was so brave on the dodgeball <laughs> stadium floor. <laughs> so <laughs> he was really proud of himself too, which I liked. Um, he, so like he was on the pink team, right? Mm -hmm. There was like the green team versus the pink team and everyone on his team was getting out. By the way, we never saw John Graham (laughs) of VC fame like once in this whole thing. And I really think it's because like, put that man behind a computer, not not behind the dodgeball line. (laughs) Um, but Leo was shining because Leo's the stunt man and he was just like taking it. He was like dodging the balls and he was throwing them back and he was like, taking his hair out and like sort of shaking it around and he uses his hair for maximum effect and i really applaud it i'm really into leo he's fun he's like he also he's a performer so he like knows how to be on camera and it pays off it's like fun to watch him he's handsome the hair is like a little bit much for me but he he makes it work and he's a lot but not in like a super annoying bro-y way yeah yeah i'm really into leo uh i hope we get more of him i'm gonna give him like maximum to episode five Oh, so sad. I don't even want to think about him getting kicked off. <laughs> Doesn't seem like she's that into him. Like, I think she's amused by him, yeah. but she's not really attracted to him. Yeah, she more just, like, stands next to him and yeah. laughs. She <laughs> likes the clean-cut athletes. She's not into, like, Leo, who's a little bit, like, edgier, basically. For sure. I'm I'm really into it, though. Leo, we're, you've got two fans, at least. <laughs> um, I also like Jean Blanc. Yeah, Jean Blanc is good. I mean, I think he's the cologne expert, yeah, right? Yeah, cologne, sorry. Um, I, he got a rose on the group on the first group date. Yes, and he was good. He like stayed out of the drama, and he was just sort of like t- like trying to get to know Becca. Um, I think he might be like, like a little boring. Yeah, I don't really care. Like I don't I care about his Becca life. Becca might be a little boring though. I feel mm. like she's gonna end up with a boring guy. Yeah, I mean the front runners so far are a little boring. <laughs> yeah, Blake is like so milk toast. Garrett yeah. is like. His weird impression from his opening package and in the premiere, like I'll just I can't get past. But he clearly just sort of sucks. Yeah, I uh, not that Clay is my favorite, but what did you think about Clay's like basket or no his football? football. I thought that was cute. Yeah, during the cocktail. good trick to get someone to kiss you. She kissed a lot of them, mm-hmm. like a lot. I'm worried about Clay. He seems like a little bit too nice and normal, and I just feel like he's gonna get crushed somehow. Yeah, he seems really, really sweet. Like, I'm going to put Clay in top six. Yeah, he's super sweet. He yeah. taught her like a touchdown celebration dance <laughs> and kissed She was her. bad at the dance, by she the way. <laughs> that was cute, though. And she obviously just like really likes athletes, which, hey, girl, yeah. I relate. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, he was, he does, I'm worried about him. Like, I feel like he's just a good dude and it's not going to work out for him. Yeah, and it's funny because like, you know, Colton is the one with the 
um, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, yes. but like glad- I kind of feel like Clay is actually the sweetie at heart. <laughs> Absolutely. So someone actually DM'd me, having done some research into the um, the foundation of Colton, and let me just read from this DM. Thanks to the tipster, I really appreciate it. And he said, or she said, I actually don't know. I followed the money on Colton's foundation, and you might be interested to know it's a vanity project at best. In plain English, the foundation started in 2016 and raised about 35000 from a charity dinner, which cost 24000 to put on, so very little went to the actual charity. And uh, he, he or she added, for what I worth, someone with cystic fibrosis. I know someone with cystic fibrosis, and those treatment vests run up to $15,000 each. So Colton is, like, as I suspected, doing this for show. Yeah. Uh, one caveat to that, which I will say, is that I wrote a thing about like charities mm-hmm. in the internet world, oh. and uh, they actually have that trouble like all the time, like throwing expensive dinners and then not really raising that much. Like it's not an uncommon thing for a charity to be kind of useless. Sure. So that's my only defense to him. But you're, I mean, I agree generally with the sentiment of that tip. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's the problem with the chair with like how charities are run in America. Exactly. I would say. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's my one caveat yeah. to that. It's a problem. Like, yes, you're right. That is a problem. That's like not only Colton, but he's like made it like his calling card. I mean, his calling card now. He that named he- the foundation after himself. Yeah. <laughs> not his niece who has cystic fibrosis. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't, I'm just not, I'm not feeling great about Colton. Yeah, me and, uh, Unfortunately, I think he goes far because the virgin stuff was just, will have to be addressed like far in the future. I mean, he's really dodging a lot of scandals. I know. I know. I also like David, The the even though I, I, I find love him to David. be a little bit too convenient of a narrator, but I like David too. He's a deaf, he's totally like a signed narrator, but. He seems the most normie to me. Yeah. Like, just like you'd meet him out in the wild. Definitely. Could uh, see him at a bar. He's super chill. Like, he can just kind of hang with any situation. Mm-hmm. He seems to get along with all of the guys. Not scared of conflict, which I also like. Yeah, I mean, his question to Jordan was hilarious. Like, totally fair. Are you anything but a model? That's really good. <laughs> the only issue is he's going to be the right reasons guy and tell her oh, God. Uh, he's here for the right reason. It's just such a classic mistake, and I, I just thought he was, like, smarter than that. I, I mean, maybe. He's young. He's yeah. 25. Yeah. What does he know? 25 is, like, a baby. Although, you know, maybe Becca wants a younger man. <laughs> How old is she again? She's 27, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's he's good. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I wonder how much longer he has. I Yeah, I want him to stay on as long as possible. I would love to see him on an international trip. Me too. I, <laughs> me too. Um, he's the... The VC from Denver too, so also like right. likely rich. Yeah, she. I wonder how much she knows about people's like occupations and stuff. Yeah, it's because it's like again, this is another thing. It's like in the practical real world, like what kind of life she wants to be. Like that might be really important. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's not like what's your job, but sort of like how much do you work and like how important is work to you. Like those are things that you suss out. Early on in a relationship, that's impossible to tell when you're, like, in isolation. Right. Like, just do our weekly schedules line up? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, are we like are you a 9-to-5-er? Like, are you, like, busy most, night, both busy most nights? Can we binge watch a Netflix series together? Can we Netflix and chill? <laughs> are you available? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm feeling positive about Becca. I just hope we get more Leo. Leo, Leo, Leo. Yeah. I mean, also the challenge that they put him in was just like made for Leo. Tailored, tailored for Leo. Yeah. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. Alyssa, thank you so much for being my guest this week. It was a pleasure. Be back next week as always. I've got a real heat rock of a guest. I'm not going to reveal it because mm. I'm, I'm excited and also don't want to jinx it. I <laughs> certainly won't be as good as you, though. Thank Aww. you so much. Thanks again for listening. This has been Bachelorette Party, and I am Juliette Littman. I'll be back on Thursday with the B-Side. And until then, don't forget to check out Ben and Jerry's Pint Slices. 
Ben & Jerry's has a new line of frozen novelties called Pint Slices, which are made up of huge chunks and swirls surrounded by Ben & Jerry's legendary ice cream, all enrobed in a chocolate coating. Available in seven iconic flavors, including the Tonight Dough, Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough, Cherry Garcia, and American Dream. One slice gives you all of Ben & Jerry's. Plus, their convenient handheld format makes them a great on-the-go snack. It's Ben & Jerry's any way you slice it. Find out where to buy or get them delivered at benjerry.com. I'd also like to thank Everlywell. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible, but now it is easy to order the test you want at everlywell.com. Everlywell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of physician-reviewed private tests from food sensitivity to metabolism to thyroid. No more sitting in waiting rooms or waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use promo code BACHELOR to take 15% off your first order. Everlywell, your test on your time and on your terms. 